0: Hey everybody! Welcome to episode seventy of the Is That Normal podcast, and today we're going to talk about boomerangs.
1: Yes, you know. So, have you ever tried boomerang? I Ramel? have. It did yeah. not go well. It did not go well. <laughs> so, so this is really funny. It's one of those like vivid childhood memories for me. You know, just certain things that stand out. Yes. So, uh, so I was young, like probably six, seven, somewhere in there, and I watched some TV show, and uh, it was like one of those like crime, crime drama type of shows, and there, there was somebody who had been killed. With a boomerang that had like a knife edge on it, like they found this body on a beach and so it had been killed with this like that's metal blade edged boomerang, and I thought that's the coolest thing ever. I need a boomerang, <laughs> of course, and I told my parents I need a boomerang, of course. As good parents, they got me one, right? But yes. it didn't have the metal edge on it. I, I, I'm not sure. I, yeah, I talked it, about maybe kind of filing that yeah. down, but anyway, anyway, but so, but so I just thought, man, I'm just gonna go out there. I'm just gonna I'm gonna do this, and it's gonna be great. And I mean, I spent. Hours and hours and hours throwing that thing. Yeah. And uh, n- I don't think I ever There's definitely a technique to, to it that. Landed on the roof of my house before. Um, you know, I probably did hit my sister with it, but not because it was coming back at me. So yeah. it's just... You was know. it
0: was it like a wood... Wooden? Yeah, it was wooden. What? It was a so wooden... So yeah, like that's I like had, a legit... I had a legit boomerang.
1: wooden boomerang. That's yes, fantastic. It was it was pretty great. That's yeah. fantastic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, I don't think... We might have had some... I think we had some... They made like a kid's like plastic version and we, yeah. we had some yeah. of those. Yeah, I remember those. Still kind of the same result. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, again... It probably hit some siblings in in the process. Right. Not right. N- may may or may not have been intentional, but um <laughs> but never could get it to come back to it. Me. And it was
1: I think so, Randall, you know, I remember like for me, you know, growing up in like the the 80s and early 90s like like having cool toy weaponry, it was kind of yes, a big deal. Like, it was, yeah. You know, we, I, and had, a, I had a I had a throwing star, and yes. I bought some nunchucks. I mean, there's just like the culture we lived in. Back nunchucks, then. yes.
0: <laughs> of course, I was a huge Ninja Turtles fan, so yes. so nunchucks yes. were like were awesome. And then, you know, every stick I was, I had large sticks. You you know, you were Donatello. Right? Yeah, bow staff skills. Right, That's right. Yeah. So, anyway, um, but but for us, probably our most commonly used weapon. Between me and my brother were actually Hot Wheels, which, <laughs> <laughs> when you're accurate,
1: they can do a lot of damage. I can imagine. Uh, so yeah. I've, yeah. I've they've, been, got, they've got some sharp edges I on have them. I've been hit by more than my fair yeah. share of Hot yeah. Wheels. <laughs> Did you ever throw a Hot Wheels and it came back at you? That- um,
0: yes but it was just because my <laughs> brother was throwing it back at me
1: <laughs> so kind that's, of the same
0: effect uh, that's maybe right, but that's right. yeah
1: so today we're, we're going to talk about a different kind of boomerang and and while i could never get that wooden boomerang to come back we're going to talk about boomerangs that maybe parents don't really want back <laughs> um but you know what is it what happens when you like launch your children and then as adults they wind up coming back yeah and so we're going to talk about that today and what to do if and when that happens <laughs>
0: Well, as we said, welcome to the Is That Normal podcast, and we do podcasts every other Tuesday um, here, And but we have lots of other great ways to connect with us. Um, we have a Facebook uh, page, we have Instagram, YouTube, and then we have our website, isthatnormal.org that you can check out. Um, you can email us at connect at isthatnormal.org, and just check check out, you know, we're, we're posting you know, supplementary content th- throughout the week, um, just things that maybe go along with some of our and other podcasts. Highlighting clips resources and, too. Yeah. I mean, that's
1: one of our big hearts is to to equip parents, and and we, I just know for me, uh, the more tools I have in my toolbox, the better. So, so we try to really get stuff like that out there as often as we can.
0: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, we would love to hear from you, questions comments just we just would love to interact with you so yep. again that email address is connected is that normal.org or you can do that through any of those channels and, yeah, and, and i can really just imagine that you. it
1: says that right down there if you're watching it on on youtube like, the magic i like right there video yeah, right editing there. yeah <laughs> so randall you know so one of the things we talk about often is that we want to help parents lead their children you know towards faith and, and then also to be functioning humans you know that's that's one of our, our goals yes. and and, uh, and so you know when you have adult children and you find yourself in a place where they're needing to or wanting to ask to move back home it, it can feel like kind of a a, a letdown a, a, a <laughs> moment of like did i mess up or a moment of frustration like what's wrong with you and but but, but we're seeing that that's happening more and more frequently.
0: Yeah. So how, how common is it for adult children to move
1: back you know, home? I, I was doing some research just this week, getting ready for this podcast. And, and there's quite a bit of data on this, actually, especially over the last year. They've really been looking at this. Um, but as far back as 2014, they pinpointed in 2014, uh, Pew Research particularly, as one has done this, uh, that that was the moment where living with a parent became the most common living arrangement for an 18 to 34 year old person. Like so, so the majority, that means over 50% of 18 to 34 year olds were living with a parent as of 2014. And then you look at uh, in 2018, they found out that about 25 million in that age group are living uh, with a parent or another family member that's of a different generation than them, and then and then again, this kind of got really highlighted this last year because during the pandemic they saw another spike in this. Yeah, um, just with a variety of factors, you know, schools closing, uh, jobs falling apart, you know, I mean, just those kind of things happening, they saw about 2.9 million uh, young adults between. March and May of 2020 uh, moved in with a parent, and mm. so 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 this is just it, it's it's a thing that's happening for a lot of people.
0: Yeah. So so you, we kind of highlighted some of the you know especially the recent the pandemic things like that. But what are some other reasons why that that may be happening?
1: You know, it probably it feels like in our culture, and there's just maybe maybe sometimes it's stated, sometimes it's unstated. This feeling of like, oh, you had to move home with mommy, yeah. like. You must be irresponsible and lazy, and <laughs> and, uh, and and I'm sure maybe there are some of those kids. <laughs> yeah. That's the truth, but uh, but I think there's a lot more factors that we need to consider. I, I actually just got done reading a book called uh, "Can't Even: uh, How Millennials Became the Burnout Generation," mm-hmm. uh, written by uh, a researcher and a journalist, and uh, who is also a millennial, and and it really helped me. To get a different perspective on this, and she really went back and and highlighted a lot of things that have happened in the last 50, 60 years in our country that has changed the the job market and the economic structure uh, of things. You know, we were raised, I was raised by a generation that, um, you know, had had stable jobs that you tended to work out for you know twenty, thirty years, yeah. had good benefits, had a pension, good retirement, all of these things, um, and that is just becoming not what exists anymore, that, right. that, that, those, those <laughs> structures are no longer the same. Uh, you also have this increasing educational bubble that's happening that more and more jobs that used to you had to maybe had a four you have to have a four-year degree to do now is at least a master's degree you probably need a specialist maybe you need a doctorate so instead of four years of post high school you're talking maybe eight or ten years of post high school um, and it costs 10 times as much to go to school as it did you know 20 30 years ago and so so and then they get these jobs and the job market is so competitive. You know, the recession uh, at the end of the the two thousands there <laughs> two thousand seven two thousand eight um, just really kind of decimated some of those entry level job markets for for people, and that's really not bounced back. And so, so, so there's a lot of other factors going on that's causing kids to go out. They're they're heading towards a career and a degree, and yet they. Uh, they get out there and it's not there and they wind up back at working at minimum wage jobs. They can't make it on their own. <laughs> and yeah. so so a lot of that that is yeah. is, is happening. Um, and then there's also, uh, and this is interesting, and they really looked at this during the pandemic, um, just the need for multi-generational interdependence. That yeah. it's not just the young people uh, that have a need. A lot of times it's the whole family can't make it on their own. And so collectively we are better than we were apart. There's this concept of called economic precarity, uh, that is, is becoming more and more the norm that we live in a society where even middle-class people, uh, are just one small crisis away from not being able to pay the bills this month. And so, um, so a lot of things going on. Uh, And, And really that in,
0: in a lot of ways, you know, it may look slightly different today, but, but that goes back. You know, we had a few episodes ago, we talked about the nuclear family and and kind of how that's changed. And, you know, this in a lot of ways, you know, if you go back 100 years or more, um, that that's it may have looked a little different. But but families tended to stay together and help support each other. Multiple, multiple generations. One
1: of the things uh, reading some of the research, you know, talking about specific situations of, of young people in their 20s who are trying to figure out what to do. And, you know, a lot of times the advice they get is like try harder um move get a different job but uh, what a lot of young people are starting to say is well but my family is here and the church I'm plugged into is here and this is yeah. the community I'm a part of and um, maybe I could go somewhere else and make more money but but there's other values that are good values yeah. that hold me here but are making me need to be more dependent on other generations yeah. so
0: So so we know you know the benchmark has changed as far as what leaving the nest looks like hmm. um for a variety of factors of of which, you know, we've just discussed several of those, but you know, we, we also probably don't want, 40 year old children you know sleeping in their childhood bunk bed until noon and getting up and saying hey mom what's for breakfast so (laughs) (laughs) that's probably not the ideal scenario (laughs) so what are some things you know parents can do to maybe help navigate an older child that's still living or maybe has moved back home and kind of what that looks like and you know how how do you move from that to maybe that next transitional phase yeah
1: yeah you know i think one of the things that we think about at our house a lot is, you know, as our kids get to be adult age, which I've got two adult children now who who, who are not boomerang children. They're just not left yet. They're, yeah. they're, they're still at home. You know, they're, they're young adults, uh, but they're, they're still at home. But as we've thought about that is our role as parent is changing. You know, we, mm-hmm. we're no longer there to tell them everything to do, uh, to hold their hand. But but we do want to be a resource, uh, offer them perspective, but then also Healthy boundaries to to push them to those next steps, and yeah. so uh, so you know so one of the things that we've uh, uh, looked at often here on the podcast is uh, some resources from Fuller Youth Institute, mm-hmm. and they've written several books, and one of those is Growing With, uh, which talks a lot mm-hmm. about those different age stages. Helped 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 me and my wife immensely, and in, in our perspective on those things. But in there, they share seven questions mm-hmm. to ask if you've got a boomerang child or maybe a young adult. Uh, at your home is not launched yet just to help navigate that and so the first question is is do you have a plan (laughs) (laughs) and that's huge that's huge you know and i mean and i know for me you know i got out of high school and i had a plan i had a 10-year plan yeah um that none of it almost came to fruition but but i had a direction and and that's the thing with our kids we understand your plan may change right but you need to have a plan. Like, what are you gonna gonna do next? What are we moving yeah. towards? And you know, I'd like something
0: other than waiting for my rock band to, to, to hit it big. Or
1: right, right, yeah. How's that working out for <laughs> yeah. you? Right, and you know, so I know we've asked that uh, or said it this way is like, you know, I, I'm comfortable with you staying at home to a certain point. And we'll talk about that in the next question. But as long as you're moving towards a career or a direction. Yeah. And, uh, and I know one thing that we've been talking about a lot with not just our kids, but other young people, you know, there's jobs out there that you need to go get a four-year degree or a post-grad degree, uh, but it's expensive to do that today. Yeah. And if you're not sure that that's where you're going or what, you, you know, you don't have a specific goal in mind, um, there may be some different options you should look at. And, yeah. you know, skilled labor jobs are in great demand right now. You can often go for... Uh, you know, just months rather than years to get some sort yeah. of training and get in a job. And so, you the, know, so. The,
0: and a lot of them pay as, as well better. as or better than, than a lot of, you know, jobs. We We were just looking. So,
1: so, my son is in a uh, skilled labor uh, degree path. Uh, my younger son, who's just 12, he, he's got this idea of what he wants to be. And we were looking at the type of jobs that that degree that he would have to go for six years to school to get yeah. would get him. And my son's starting pay on his skilled labor job, my older son, is more than the top pay of this of this. You know, so so those are things to consider. Absolutely, uh, really. And so so yeah. So we want to help them have a plan and a realistic plan. Mm That, that, is, that they can work. And then the second question is, is there an end date? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like when, when is this going to end, right? Like, like do, do, is there an age? Is there, yeah. a, is there a, a like a life goal that's going to happen? Right. You know, and, and I don't think there's a hard and fast rule. You know, I know for our kids, um, and it's probably going to be different for each one of my children. But my, my oldest right now, we kind of said, hey, 22 is a really good. Like, you know, I'm, as long as you're moving in a, uh, like a schooling path or a degree path you know and and still getting training i'm good to to do that till 22 and then we need to reevaluate like like how are our goals going yeah those kind of things absolutely um yeah or you know if they have to come back for various reasons like okay but but what are our benchmarks that we're going to get to so we know that we're heading towards a different arrangement so so i think that's a good question another one is is what is your financial contribution going to be yeah um no there's no free meal tickets in life and if we really want to help our kids make the next best decision to get towards what where they want to be we need to incrementally help them make make choices now and so part of that is is how are you budgeting how are you you know how are you contributing how are you taking responsibility for yourself and so i think that's a really important question to work through and again there's not a particular algorithm to tell you, I know for, in my house, you know, there's certain bills that my older children have been paying for themselves since before they graduate yeah. high school. And then we add some more bills and, uh, there was a year my son wasn't going to school. And so he paid me a set amount every month because, uh, because he was only working. And so, yeah. so he needed to be a part of financial contributing sure. if he was working a full time <clears throat> job. And so, um, so yeah, so that's a good question. Uh, another one is, is what will be your household responsibilities? um and that's a challenging one yeah because um you know a lot of times when they're in that stage you know they're working going to school um you know they got their own social life you know they're they're, especially if they've moved out and lived on their own coming back and so then coming back and saying it's your turn to do the dishes that that's a little different than when they were you know 12 13 14 15 in your house but i think they have to see hey if I'm allowing you to live here, you've got to contribute, and, yeah. and there has to be some some guidelines and boundaries there for that. Uh, do you need? Do they need to communicate to you when they'll be out for dinner or coming home after a certain hour? Mm-hmm. Man, yeah. this has been one of the toughest ones for my older kids to get. Yeah, because they're like, "But I'm 18, I can do what I want," or "I'm 19, or whatever, yeah. you know, I can do what I want." Um, and then, you know what I tell them? I say. I'm I'm 45 and I still tell my the other people in my house where I'm going to be and when I'm going to be right. home. Like, like that's just that's just good humaning. Yes.
0: Like, <laughs> like whoever right. you're
1: going to live with, you owe them the courtesy to communicate like what's going on in your life so you yeah. can can do life. And so, you know, we we don't care for you are need to be out. You know, to do this or that, but we need to know. We need to know what to prepare for. Should we, should we make you dinner? Should we yes. lock the door? Should you know? Should, I mean, like, like if you come, you know, if it's two in the morning, I hear wrestling, man. I'm coming out, you know, with guns blazing because yeah. I don't know who you are. Like, like you know. So right. what, what's what's going on here? Yeah. Um, and so yeah, we gotta have that. And and if you don't have that talk, guess what? You're gonna be frustrated. They're gonna be frustrated. Yeah. It's not gonna work out well. You just gotta have that talk. Up yeah, prime.
0: and yeah. and I've seen that, um, especially in in scenarios where. Where maybe somebody had they've they've left and they've lived been on their own where they're not having to communicate that to, to somebody and then to come back home and and but but the scenario change you know as you said there's there's other people in the household and other people you have to think of and it's not it's not necessarily you know that that communication is not necessarily for the same exact reasons it was when you know maybe your child is sixteen or seventeen years yeah. old it's more of a courtesy it's a, more of a hey there are multiple people that live in this house together. And so we've all got to make sure that yeah, we, this works. we can, yeah, yeah
1: absolutely. Yeah, we can live in the same space. <laughs> and, um, you know, if, if a child, especially if they've moved out and come back, there's probably all these emotional things they're dealing right. with. And you as a parent, deal you with know, emotional <laughs> things. And again, you just got to be pretty intentional about having conversations, but, but they're going to feel like it's a mistrust. Yes. And you know, we've just really tried to explain this, this really, this part of this is not necessarily about trust and this is also not a punishment this is just this is learning how to live in harmony with other people yeah. which is something you're going to probably have to do the rest of your life and so so this, so this is training for the future you right. know as we as we do Absolutely. this so yeah and then the last question is 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 what what are their boundaries about other issues you know again if they're an adult you know they've got uh, different rights different responsibilities different types of relationships so what does them have in a romantic partner friend you know look like at your house like like what's the goal or the guidelines and the rules there and you know uh, things that uh they uh, if you know if they're 21 they've got choices about drinking and smoking and you know these things that's like like and and they're adult and they have to make their own choices about those things but it's your house and you need to make you know and especially like for us we've got younger kids in our house you know what what media content is being used and you know what what just our life habits are like, yeah. you know, do we all sit down for dinner? Does that mean you're exempt? Or what does that show to the other people living in the house if they are expected sure. something different than you? And so, so yeah, so we just have, you just got to intentionally think through all the possible things and try to have those conversations up front as much as yeah. possible. And, and
0: I think, yeah. I think you hit on something big is I think, um, you know, I even know of examples of where, that conversation didn't happen until after there were issues, and then it becomes <clears throat> infinitely harder yeah. to to navigate that without you know people's feelings and emotions getting heavily involved, and and so it's I think in having that conversation right up front and asking these questions and and everybody kind of going into this you know with a an equal understanding of of kind of what the expectations are and what what that's going to look like i think is a huge huge yeah. benefit for everybody involved
1: i do as well yeah so
0: so how can we make this a, a period of blessing and and not a burden
1: yeah yeah this may not be the ideal this may not be what you expected but um, but it can be another great opportunity, I think, for us to be an influence in our, our children's lives. Um, you know, like we've been talking about, clear communication is just utmost importance. Yeah. Like, like you got to make sure you're doing it ahead, do it intentional, uh, sitting down with a very clear list with them and just saying, hey, here's some of the things that we need to hammer out. I think that's just super yeah. important. Uh, if you don't do that, you're setting yourself and them up for failure um, and, and, and hurt feelings and, and not a positive relational outcome. Um, and, and that's the other part of it is we have to remember the goal. Yeah. You know, our goal is, uh, yeah, we want them. I think first and foremost we want them growing, uh, to trust the Lord and to ask Him to lead their life. Um, and then as as we do that, we we hopefully that they're making wise decisions based on truth and you know, and that's where we want to go. But um, but man, we want to continue to be available to help them on that journey. They're not done yet. They're not there yet. Uh, we don't want them to feel. Uh, you know, like like that we can't still be a resource for them. And so so I think we just have to remember that goal is out there and, and whatever speed they're progressing on that journey, you know, we just want to help them make the next best step. And, uh, you know, the uh, researchers are saying that 28 is the new 18 and that's terrible and we can be frustrated and feel about it however we want. I don't think it's all... Their fault, I think. Culture has changed,
0: and and we've talked about in some earlier episodes just Mm -hmm. the fact that you know, as as our culture and as just as what our lives now look like as opposed to you know many years ago when when by the age of fifteen or sixteen you know a a lot of young people have had significant life experiences and maybe done things and experienced things that much had them much more prepared for what adulthood looked like than what they have now um, yeah. and you know that's that's a that's really just a product of you know, different the way exactly and so um, you know there there may be <laughs> there may be true issues there as far as um, you know, the, there may be some some blame or whatever you want to call it to be shared yeah, but there sure. are also a lot of other extenuating factors and you know yeah. like I said we've just alluded to that in yeah. some earlier yeah. episodes yeah. as far as the development of
1: God is always willing to work redemptively with me and and I want to follow that example for yeah. my kids I mean I mean I there's consequences there's times where you have to have tough love but but I want to try work redemptively yeah. and I think that's the the message at the end of the day
0: yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. well this is good stuff and this is something I th- I think you know there are many 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 families um, that that have dealt with with some form of this in one way or another um, just just because of the nature of and, the way and things even if are. you're
1: you know your kids aren't at that point yet or the, or that's not your story it's good to think through these things because it could still happen yeah and 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 you'd want to be ahead of thinking through how are you gonna handle it if it does yeah
0: absolutely yeah so as we wrap up today um, our two takeaways the first is just to maybe consider t- rethinking your position on that on the boomerang generation and and kind of what that looks like and maybe what what drives that and um you know take it taking a different look at that and then the second is just to connect with us and and let us know um hopefully something that we shared that that maybe helped you or or something that you found interesting and you know we mentioned earlier all the ways that you can connect with us and we encourage you to do that all right ready
1: be Be abnormal. abnormal